script he's throwing in to Charlie Hunnam to kind of like ice the deal is a screenplay yeah. <laughs> that he might want to produce. That's a funny scene. It is. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins from CinemaSins. Hello, hello. And today we're going to be doing a mini pod. Gentlemanly pod. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, ge- <laughs> gentle mini pod. The, uh, we're going to be very gentle that's right. with the mininess. We're going to be know. doing a mini pod of the gentleman Guy Ritchie's new movie. Uh, it's been a while since he's done this. This is what he was famous for. Uh, when he first broke into the scene, he did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. He did Snatch. He did Rock and Rolla. Uh, in the middle of that, he also did Swept Away with his wife yeah. Madonna. Well, and then uh, he did uh, Revolver. I think is kind of this type of movie. That's a Jason Statham. Mm. I, I don't. I don't remember. I, it's only. I've only seen it once, so I don't remember. But uh, yeah. But recently, he's more known for Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. and he did that that last King Arthur that had Charlie Hunnam in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did last year's Aladdin, so it's been a really busy year, really, yeah. honestly. I mean, he probably did Aladdin in 2018, and yeah. then it finally came out, but he did The Gentleman, and now it's like within eight months, he's got two movies that have Yeah, I mean, out. it's really weird. Like, he's one of those directors that has, like, he's kind of almost like John Favreau in that he's made some movies that have made just a shit ton of money, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't. Like I never think about him being attached to them. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like you even said before this. Oh, he did Aladdin. I for, you know, it's like I don't totally I forgot don't, about it. I don't think about Guy Ritchie when I think of Aladdin. Yeah. And uh but this is his style. This is this is the the type of movie he's known for. This is the yeah. he he likes to write these big elaborate crime capers where there's multiple parties involved all trying to get one thing and there's yeah. a lot of complications involved and everything. Um and in fact, there are so many characters. A lot of times, you start you you stumble out of the block yeah. trying to figure out, wow, how do these people like even even uh, figure into the well, story? And I guess the characters are so colorful and rich and fun that he's able to get like these pretty nice casts, you know, to come like people like Hugh Grant and Charlie Hunnam to come do these things with mm-hmm. them. Matthew McConaughey. I mean, there's so many fucking people in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, starts off. Uh, there's a uh, it starts off basically with Hugh Grant visiting Charlie Hunnam, and he's got a proposal for him, and uh, and uh, it sets the the plot in motion. Basically, Hugh Grant, we're he, we're getting the whole story from Hugh Grant this whole yeah. time. He was doing a very interesting like Ricky Gervais kind of. I, I guess so. Kind of Im- I know that's what it I, I just remember I, when he first started it felt very much like Ricky Gervais and I was just like I wonder if wonder if Ricky Gervais was ever <laughs> hollered at about this movie mm-hmm. or that was just Hugh, Hugh Grant decided he was like oh if I'm going to do an asshole British dude I'll do Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. I I didn't quite get Ricky Gervais yeah. out of it but uh but that makes sense. It would make yeah. sense. Uh, but yeah, he is, he's a slimy character. He works for a, uh, he works for Eddie Marson in this movie, yeah. uh, who is, a uh, he, 
I guess he runs like a tabloid newspaper. Yeah, that was my that was the impression I got. Man, I love Eddie Marson though. God, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he's I mean, and he's great. Like, I think he's perfectly used in almost every movie he's in. Like, I mean, he he's not like a main he's not like a main character kind of guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's very much a, just a great character actor. I mean, he might get offended by that, but I love him. Mm-hmm. But we get the sense that uh, that that Hugh Grant is basically a paparazzi type guy. He yeah. he goes around, he takes pictures. Uh, Maybe and, has some uh, writing ambitions like that go beyond. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's what sort of sets our story in motion is that he goes to Charlie Hunnam and he's like, "I've got a, I've got a proposal for you. Here's the story, and is this going to be worth? I think he asked for twenty million pounds. Yeah, uh, so whatever that is, and I don't yeah, know. it's more than twenty million dollars yeah, exactly. here." Uh, but, um, but, uh, I kind of, this is a movie that you definitely have to get into spoilers right off the bat too. So what is your grade for this? Um, I, uh, you know, now I will say we, we, uh, we were doing this right after we recorded the turning pod. Um, so then last night I saw both of these back to back. So some of my, I'm, I'm curious to see it again because I feel like some of my, uh, love for this movie might be from seeing it right after the turning. But um, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, the cast is clearly having a blast doing this, and that's always entertaining. You think back to like Ocean's Eleven, you mm-hmm. know, movies like that, uh, where uh, you know everybody's having a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I really, really, really like this. And while I, I've heard a lot of people say that, uh, you know, Guy Ritchie's back to form and blah blah blah, and you know, or and. Um, I, I think there's maybe a little more going on here than that. I could be overthinking it, um, but uh, I'm going to give it an A minus. Um, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, so. I'm also going to give it an A minus. Um, cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's these movies. I I've, I I Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is one of my favorite movies. That's a great movie. Yeah, it, I don't know where I would put it in my like top whatever, but yeah. But uh, I've seen it very a lot of times. I have too. I, you know, I was actually thinking about that last night because I've seen Lockstock a bunch. I've seen Snatch a bunch. Now Snatch, I actually didn't like the first time I saw it. Mm. I've grown to really like it. Um, but um, and then I actually like Revolver and Rock and Roller quite a bit, but nowhere near as much as those two. But after I watched this multiple times, it wouldn't shock me if this is my favorite mm-hmm. of his because I, I think this is definitely on that Lockstock level. It's mm-hmm. pretty close if it's not there. Yeah, but I, you know, I saw it twelve hours ago. Right, so, right. Yeah, we, you know. yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's the same, same here. I just think it's a, a ton of fun. Like you said, it looks like everybody's having fun. It's been a while since I've seen Matthew McConaughey. Like he's done. He, it's weird. He'll do this thing where he'll, he'll be in something like True Detective, and he did, yeah. you know, Dallas Buyers Club, and mm-hmm. and that's why everybody called it the McConaughey's when he was doing all of that back in the day. Yeah, he he trades that McConaughey's in for all this weird shit like Fool's Gold, and yeah, what, it, was it Fool's Gold? Was that what it was well, called? Well, you know, you're talking about the one he did recently. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was actually just called Gold. Just Gold. Yeah, Fool's Gold to Kate Hudson. Oh yeah. yeah. So he just did, he just, he does, well, I mean, and that was after he did all the, when he became a star, like it, he started trading yeah. it in for all this other. He did I mean, all these he, romantic comedies. I mean, he's been in a lot of bad movies. Like yes. he, if, if he, if he continued doing this, he'd be like Nicolas Cage. You, I don't think Nicolas Cage, um, he doesn't have the theatrics of Nick, Nicolas Cage. So there's not a lot of people who go around doing a lot of McConaughey, like, you know, YouTube mashups or anything like yeah. that. 
but uh but he's he's been in a lot of bad shit yeah and uh but there's a lot of people in here like uh like i don't think i've seen charlie hunnam like this before no no, in fact, I would argue that I don't know that I really liked Charlie Hunnam. That I mean, I, I've never disliked him. Um, I never got into Sons of Anarchy, so I mean, yeah. that, he might have been amazing in that. But just I've seen him like in Pacific Rim and um, when he was in the King Arthur movie. And I mean, he's fine, but I've never really just been like blown away by him. But uh, but yeah, he's he's really really good in this. I know that there's a lot of people who love Downton Abbey. I have never I've only seen I think one episode of Downton Abbey. Yeah. But Michelle Dockery is fan fucking tastic in this. Great, so good. I love her <laughs> in this movie. I love her. Um, and uh, and then Jeremy Strong, who is in uh, The Big Short, is the is the main movie yeah. that I remember him from. Me too. He is fantastic in this. So you got a yeah. lot of like great performances and and oh and uh um i don't want to uh, forget colin farrell oh, colin farrell and henry golding <laughs> yeah colin farrell oh henry golding's excellent in this yeah and, you know because of course he was you know uh crazy rich asians yeah was probably the one most people are going to know him from this is a very different performance and i mean and and not i mean he's funny but he's also really nasty in this movie mm -hmm. like he's really dangerous and uh there is like one scene with him that i kind of wish they hadn't done but uh, Colin Farrell, this felt very much like, like, I love this kind of Colin Farrell. Yeah. Like I love like in Bruges. Yeah. Um, in Bruges. In Bruges. Sorry. Yeah. yeah in, I was, I always had that ass. <laughs> uh, in Bruges, which is also interesting because the director of in Bruges did, um, seven psychopaths. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this, this movie maybe cause Colin, I don't know. This movie made me think of seven psychopaths. Yeah. It's because, Martin McDonough. Yeah. Martin McDonough. Because one of the, he also did three billboards. It's yeah, probably yeah, the one yeah. most people know him from, but, but seven psychopaths has this whole thing going on where it's based. It's a a lot of people have talked about how it's essentially the deconstruction of a screenplay. Mm -hmm. And um, you, I kind of got that feel with this, what this, that's what I'm saying. I, I thought there was some interesting subtext in this movie. And one of them was, I thought this was kind of deconstructing the movie making process, especially when you've got the Hugh Grant character, like one of the things he's throwing in to Charlie Hunnam to kind of like <laughs> ice the deal is a screenplay yeah. <laughs> that he might want to produce. That's a funny scene. It is just well so done. Well done. Edited scene with <laughs> Hugh Grant saying, here's what's in it for you. Blah, blah, blah. And you're not even really expecting it. <laughs> and my screenplay he just pushes the screenplay. Um, but Colin Farrell is great in this too. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, yeah, you you talk about in Bruges, but um, one of the things that I uh, wanted to talk about with Colin Farrell was that he reminded me a little bit of the Vinnie Jones character in Lock, Stock, and yeah. Smoking Barrel. Yeah, very much it's like so. he's playing that role, only Vinnie Jones is, was more of a, a heavy in in, yeah. in Lockstock, even though he was very funny and everything. But Colin Farrell like takes it to a new level in this and everything. He's not he's not nearly as brutal as Vinnie Jones is, but like he's he's got that same kind well, of Well yeah, he's one of those guys he's kinda like what we were talking about with the the uh the Andrew Ludwig character or whatever that guy's name is from Bad Boys mm -hmm. where like he has the potential to uh I mean, because the first scene we see him in is that where he's dealing with those kids at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And you can see where he doesn't want to be violent, but if he has to, he, he can be. Yeah, he's basically the guy who's getting caught up in all of this and yeah. everything, like Vinnie Jones does in yeah. Talk. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's get on to the real spoilers of this movie. Miss Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. So, gosh, uh, uh, 
two pretty good movies in January. I mean, we we had Bad yeah. Boys, yeah. we had The Gentleman. Yeah. We obviously had the usual January fair like Underwater yeah. and The Turning that does offset that, but usually it's complete garbage. But uh let's get into the spoilers just like <laughs> uh any sort of uh Guy Ritchie movie. This is a complex plotting situation where there are a lot of interested parties for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Grant is is blackmailing Charlie Hunnam because he has pictures from something that he did that they have to get to eventually yeah, in this yeah. whole thing. So he wants 20 million pounds for this, uh, for all this uh, information and everything, plus his screenplay. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so like the story is is told like like so. Matthew McConaughey plays this guy named Mickey Pearson who is uh who who runs this unique uh marijuana operation where he goes to uh people who have an inherited estates mm -hmm. and I guess like when you inherit an estate in the UK you lose like half the assets or something like that. Yeah. I mean it's I mean it, it's not that it's not that dissimilar to it is here Oh either. really? I mean you I mean you I'm just saying you, you know taxes obviously that you know they come in and collect what they can mm -hmm. yeah. um so to offset the losses from that he offers these people i guess uh a significant sum uh per year like a million yeah. or yeah, something like a million pounds or something yeah. yeah a million per year to uh be able to uh run his operation on their land yeah because they have all this land and then he can kind of he can create these like bunkers and shit where he grows but i mean i got the impression he's like the marijuana guy in the uk like there really isn't anybody else at least not on his level right uh but he uh he interacts with another uh big time drug dealer and i guess i'm i don't i know that one group in here sells heroin mm -hmm. uh but i don't know who what jeremy strong does if, unless it's yeah. just marijuana and he's just not as big as he is McConaughey. yeah i never I, I didn't really i don't either i missed that or i didn't really get it i mean i kind of got the impression that jeremy strong was just a really smart guy he was a businessman and, and he just he just kind of realized that that could be lucrative yeah he could he could just be a yeah. a regular businessman and they, they said something about he and mickey have done deals before but like yeah. nothing this big before or and he's maybe even gotten mickey some of his deals like he's shown him to like some of these lords and you know whatnot that he needs to help out yeah so jeremy strong plays matthew and matthew mm. is interested in buying uh this operation because mickey wants to get out of it and i'm yeah. assuming it's because of his wife but i don't know if that's the reason why yeah they, i mean I, yeah i mean he just kind of basically he just says you know it's a it's a it seems like a good time to retire also uh i think they're they also are mentioning that eventually pot is going to be legal but he does say he has a backup plan for that which is part of what what he's including in the sale to uh, the Jeremy Strong character, so that might have had something to do with it too. He just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, the uh, the price is going to be four hundred million, and the the reason why he thinks he uh, first off he can charge, he thinks this is a generous offer, is that that it will be a a half a trillion dollars possibly. Yeah. Once things blow up, and and Jeremy Strong, the Matthew character, is like, well, if this is going to be legal, then then none of this is going to yeah. be as worth what you say it is. But apparently Mickey believes that because he's got the best in the technology, yeah. the people who have the best way of making the best pot, yeah. 
you're going to want oh, that. And I remember now what it was. He, I remember one of the things he said, at least why he wanted to get out, was that he didn't feel like, he said he had blood on his hands. Mm. So he didn't feel like he could be the face of it that would it be able to propel it to make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. But he thought Jeremy Strong could because he's well-known in the community and I think doesn't have... Although you do find out he's kind of a he's kind of a bad person too. But, yeah, I mean no no one's really good in this. Nobody is. This is it's your, your <laughs> typical thing. But uh, yeah, his wife uh, Rosalind, played by Michelle Dockery, yeah, runs this auto shop that sort of I guess fixes these cars. Yeah, like a, a female centric auto shop. In yeah, fact, it's a it's a women's auto shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, that that figures slightly into this movie. But uh, yeah, that's the main thing. He's trying to sell his business. And Matthew wants to buy it, but of course there are complications. And as right after he shows Matthew this underground, this one uh, remote place that he shows the where pot's being grown, uh, that very same container gets uh, raided by these group of kids yeah. that night. God, or, I love this scene, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, yeah, because they come down and they're about to raise all this hell. They got these masks on. Yeah. They're shooting it for a YouTube, well, like yeah. YouTube like video and everything. They call it fight porn. Fight porn. Yeah. yeah. And somebody comes out and, and somebody who works there comes out and is like, like, oi, what's going on here? Yeah. And uh, and then it's like, hey, Jerry. And then it's like, so yeah. Jerry comes in. And, the, and, J- and, J- and like somebody will come out and like, oi, what's going on here? <laughs> hey, Harry. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, you got to see this. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so there's this big fight thing. And then. Uh, and it's like a it's like a music video. They like they have a rap that they put in. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, just, it's insane. <laughs> it's so awesome. And, yeah. And then Colin Farrell, of course, is their like mentor or whatever. He teaches, he helps them. Like he's a boxing guy. He's a he yeah. He teaches them ring. how to box, and I guess he's uh, yeah. I don't know exactly if he's got anything beyond you know helping yeah. these kids out, but but that's how he gets involved. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, right off the bat, like uh, the, when we are introduced to his character, he's like trying to order something at a restaurant. Yeah. And these bad kids come in. Yeah. And they want to raise all this hell, and he just like you know like beats them all up (laughs) and uh but then he's told that you know he that one of his kids has done something bad so he has to go and 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 deal with that um uh also trying to come into this whole thing is is henry golding who is trying to uh also sort of be he's trying to guess he's trying to be a a secondhand man or something like that yeah he works for lord george or something yeah i think i think it's lord george played by tom Wu. um he is he's trying to come in and i guess in representing lord george he's trying to buy he's trying to uh to, to weasel in on uh what matthew's trying to do and uh He's trying to uh, he's trying to buy it, and he he gives like different kinds of terms for it, and I can't remember. This is when Hugh Grant is telling the story, and yeah. like at first it's at first it's this idea that McConaughey gets angry at him and blows him away in the restaurant. Yeah, but then he's like. Charlie Hunnam's like, we all know that's not how Mickey operates and everything. And yeah, it yeah, rewinds yeah. and it just basically says, you know, basically has Mickey threatening him by the yeah. end of it and everything. Yeah. Um, so you, you have this, this complex thing. So, um, what the, the question to Mickey is why did my, uh, my unit get raided right after Matthew told, I told Matthew yeah. about it because Matthew's trying to buy this. So why would 
this all this happened who who told these kids about this yeah and so it's all this big huge like all right how did they get how did we get here yeah and there's a lot of characters with a lot of different motivations yeah which is i mean like you said this is pretty normal for what guy this is what guy Ritchie does best i mean you could i mean i i think i think he did some of this in the sherlock Holmes, at least the first sherlock holmes movie mm-hmm. Um, he likes to play around with this um, kind of deceiving you. I mean, the opening scene ends up being a deception because in the opening scene, you think that Matthew McConaughey gets killed. Yep. Um, and then you find out later that it was actually Charlie Hunnam comes in, kills the guy that's trying to kill Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And then the person trying to kill Matthew McConaughey ends up being a whole different thing that has nothing to do <laughs> with, well, I mean, it, it, um, it, in inadvertently has to do with this, but it's because of something else. Like they, uh, what is it? They're trying to. Oh, he's trying to help out one of his uh, estates. Mm-hmm. Their daughter has run away and yep. has gotten involved with these people that sell heroin. Right. And so when they go to get her, a kid inadvertently gets killed, um, falls off a building, and um, they he ends up being tied to a bunch of Russian mobsters, and so yeah. they they get brought into it too. There's a there's a the it, there, this is the whole reason why Hugh Grant has pictures on Charlie Hunnam is yeah. that the, they go and try to save this girl. And you're like you said, the heroin and everything. She's she's strung out on heroin. A guy dies, but he falls out of the thing right next to their car. Yeah. And there's all these kids outside who start taking yeah. pictures. And so like the the right after that, the every he and like Hunnam's crew all have to go find these kids <laughs> yeah. who are taking pictures. Which is another great scene. It's another great, like, <laughs> just funny aside to this whole thing. Watching them have to run after the kids and stuff is yeah. just really funny. <laughs> and then the, 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 he, 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 Hunnam comes up to this, like, he, he, he basically gets to a dead end where there's, like, these kids all, like, sort of in a gang. And, uh, and, and Hunnam looks like he just, he's defenseless. He's just kind of like, yeah. first he's like, let me give you 400 pounds for the phone. Yeah. And then they're like, why don't you just leave that 400 here and I'll just keep my phone yeah. and we'll beat your ass if you stay around. Yeah, and he's just like, and oh. then he pulls out this big yeah. fucking gun. <laughs> yeah. And I love Hunnam. Like Hunnam is really good in this. Cause I love that moment. Cause there's that part at the point where they say like, why don't you just put the money down? He just has this such like disgust on his face. Mm-hmm. Just like, why won't you just take the money? Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> Like, why does this have to be this difficult, you know? And I think you're kind of seeing, like, the, I guess, the older gangster versus the younger trying to be a gangster Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, yeah, like, I mean, I think everything you're saying is just showing just, you know, how fun this movie is and how just just crazy it is. Yeah, everything, Uh, yeah, every time that you think that, okay, well, here's some simple thing that's going on. There's some other, there's some other interested party doing something else that sort of circumvents And I'm sure, like, if we send this or whatever, or if you think about it for too long, I'm sure you're going to come up with reasons why things don't work. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, but you can make these movies just to, to, you can make them to the point where you just don't give a shit because you're just, you're having such a good time with it. I thought it was also interesting. Another thing I want to talk about in the subtext of it, I think you also kind of have this fight club-esque thing to it where it kind of feels like it's a very like toxic masculine kind of movie, but at the same time, it feels like it's really poking fun at that, you know, kind of giving like this, you know, cause it's just making it, it's like making it so outlandish and stuff kind of like fight club does to where you have all these people that don't really understand that you, you know, um, that they're basically making fun of people that, you know, have that kind of mindset or whatever. And I kind of got that in this cause a lot of these characters are very effeminate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, they're not even subtle. Uh, I mean, I mean, Hugh Grant at one point asked Charlie Hunnam if he can go to bed with him. Yeah. 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 
you know, so I don't know. I just I thought that was interesting because yeah. it, it, I, I thought the fact that he wasn't even trying to be subtle about it was really was really fascinating, too. It was just a little different, another layer kind of to the movie. I don't know if it was initially trying to say something, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like I said, I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. It felt intentional at how just over a top and just how aggressive like mm -hmm. all the characters were being towards each other. And like I said, they were making like, I mean, there were so many comments about like, you know, just like, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of something specific, but there were so many, there were so many references to like dicks and you know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was very, it was very pointed. Yeah. They, well, and they say, they, they, they say cunt a lot in this yeah. too, but that's, I think that's a British thing here. Here. It's yeah, that's not true. here. It's not a th like you, you, you when you say when you call somebody a cunt here it's completely different kind of connotations i think there it's more common um and uh it's more of a general term but i agree but i guess i guess what i'm saying is i think i think the general public that just enjoys seeing these kind of you know mano a mano movies where guys are you know being tougher than the other guy and all that bullshit they're going to get something out of this but i think there is something else going on there i think there's a lot more subtext to this than maybe uh, one would think going yeah, into it. I can see that for sure. Um, a couple things uh, bug me, and these are, I mean, well, one, I don't know if you'd call this minor. There's an, there's an, I don't, I assume it's an attempted rape. I mean, he's not really there long enough, I think, for the rape to happen mm -hmm. with the Henry Golden character. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, is it Elizabeth Dockery? It's, uh, uh, no, it's uh, Michelle Dockery. Michelle Dockery. Um, I, I just, I don't know. That seemed unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just him. Just him trying to attack her in any way, Matthew McConaughey would have done what he did. Well, and this is where we got that sin. Uh, I don't know if we've used it in a long time, but all bad guys are rapists. Yeah. Uh, where it just seems like every time someone they have a female in captivity or something, there's always somebody yeah. that's got to be like, well, well, wow, this is a good, perfect time to rape. Well, and it also seems kind of cheap in the sense that it's almost like they feel like they've got to make Matthew McConaughey come out to be the better guy. Cause Matthew McConaughey is not a good person. No, He'll kill people in a heartbeat. I mean, there's that whole sequence where um, he goes and handles the Henry Golding situation himself where they, uh, they poison or they poison. They put something in uh, yeah. uh, Wu's tea or whatever. Right. And, oh God, that fucking scene. Yeah. Man, where he's just vomiting. Projectile vomiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, you'll shit yourself to death in a couple hours unless you take this. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, so he's not a good person. So I guess it, al it almost feels kind of cheap in that scene. Like, well, we got to make Henry Golding be even worse. So when McConaughey just shoots him, we can be like, yay, mm -hmm. you know, he killed the rapist. You yeah. know, it's like, but, but I don't really feel comfortable, like, you know, cheering on McConaughey either. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of one of those weird things. Uh, also, and uh, it's so funny because we, we, uh, we, we discussed this. Um, this happens recently. I saw Joker and um, I'm so tired of the scenes. And I know you are too. Um, the scenes where uh, the car gets hit mm -hmm. in the intersection. Yeah. <laughs> It's driving yeah. by some random truck or something that comes out of nowhere. It, this isn't some. This isn't just something that, like, if you <laughs> took, if you took uh, over the years, you would get like a three-minute video. You would, <laughs> you could do this over the course of one year and get a three-minute video of how many times. I, that's happened. what I'm saying. I feel like just in the last like year, I've seen this so many times. So when it happened in this movie, I just remember kind of going, "Ugh, yeah." Like you couldn't have thought of something else, like anything else. Yeah, there's know? and there's 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 never any sense to it. I no. mean, and 
in uh in certain situations i guess it makes sense but like for the most part a lot of the times people are just they're at full speed driving through an intersection yeah and somehow the other car has timed it yeah like they like they've been looking like they've had some lookout on a building somewhere going all right tell me when he's about to go across the intersection and they've like timed (laughs) us out perfectly you know and they don't have any traffic in front of them exactly or anything and then i thought it was going to happen again at the end but they ended up just pulling in front of them to get the to get the guys to stop i still don't know how i mean it is kind of funny one of those things where uh, mcconaughey at the end when they think they've gotten well, because you find out, first off, I guess we should say, you find out that they've they've been, they knew Hugh Grant was up to what he was up to. Yeah. And so they're just trying to figure out how much he actually knows. Mm-hmm. And then once they find out, they're like, okay, well, let's go take care of the Eddie Marson guy because we know we've got we've to get him to not do anything. Oh, my God, the way they get him, by the way, is so funny. Yeah. Thank God we don't see it, but just the, that's, uh, they get him, well, they make him, they drug him and he has, he fucks a pig, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what we're supposed to assume? Yeah, which is a, a sort of taking its cue from a Black, Black Mirror, Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, episode. But in a funny way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, we don't see anything. Right. But I even love like how they do like, I don't even know how they would set it up like this, but I love when they show him the laptop so he can watch the video because he doesn't know what happened. Yeah. It's the back of, it's a pig's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to hit the button. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know how they would have done that, but. <laughs> yeah. And then Colin Farrell and um, uh, Charlie Hunnam's conversation about it letter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Hunnam's like, you, you, you're not going to be able to unsee this, right? He's like, no, 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 no. You'll never, you'll never yeah. unsee it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a grain in your head forever. <laughs> Colin Farrell's great. There's a point where there's a there's a point where he's like, okay, I'm gonna do. I'm not a. I'm not someone who's just gonna constantly give you things just because I screwed you over. Yeah. He's like, I can do, do you give you three things, and then so he gives him the three things, but then there's a point where he has to do one more thing. <laughs> well, he has to kill and he, the Russians. He like he like shows yeah. him four. He's like, that's four. And well, uh, well, and that's the thing. I mean, at the end, after they think they've they've got they've got Hugh Grant where they want them they've got you know they've taken care of all that they've already taken care of henry golding they've taken care of matthew uh you know they get him to so mcconaughey ends up getting paid about half mm-hmm. a little no more like 270 million yeah and uh and still gets to keep his business right because of all because you find out because, matthew's involved in yeah because matthew too. has been scheming with uh with henry golding's character yeah uh to and that's how henry golding um uh no like gets the that's how he get tells the kids about the 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 underground place yeah. where they can go and do this and that's how with, with it being on video and everything it's immediately knocked the price down for the it was going to be 400 million and now matthew assumes it's going to be 130 million yeah uh after after uh the fact that it's been exposed and there's yeah. one one less uh place to buy and all that but um uh what was i gonna was gonna get around to on that i don't know (laughs) i don't know what i was gonna say this is one of those movies where you have to go through like a hundred million different kinds of plot literally yeah or not literally but they but they deal with him so they deal with matthew they Mm -hmm. they uh, make him forward the money and then they take a pound of flesh from him for the attempted rape on uh on on, uh, matthew mcconaughey's wife and um and then so after all that and they think they're fine then they find out the russians are after them mm-hmm. 
And then so McConaughey gets taken. And well, the, the Russians are, are are the people connected to the kid who f- fell off the balcony. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they, they're trying to kill. But then for some reason, like, instead of just shooting Matthew McConaughey, they decide to drive him somewhere. I don't yeah. know what that's about. But then uh, Colin Farrell's kids, for whatever reason... Yeah. I don't know if they're actually thinking they're going to kill McConaughey or if they know what's going on. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, that I, part that was one confused part me. that they didn't understand. And, and they just call Colin Farrell and say, we're going to do this and hang up. Well, yeah, I, I got the impression they felt like they felt bad because they had dragged him into this shit. Mm-hmm. And so I, my my thinking was they were going to they were trying to stop McConaughey from continuing because they didn't realize Colin Farrell had gotten out of the situation. Oh, so they so they actually because when they shoot that van, I mean, if they wanted to kill him, they easily could have. That's true. That's what I couldn't figure out because I don't know how they would have known about the Russians because Colin <laughs> Farrell didn't even really know. He just happened to kill those two guys that were coming after. Of course, we find yeah. out if we find out that you know they open the the back of the what <laughs> happened to Mickey and it's like and Hugh Grant is is pitching this to a Miramax executive <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's like he's like he's like no no you don't want to know where he is because sequel <laughs> and, which uh, I'd be okay with yeah I would be too I would be too we had a lot of fun with this movie uh, there's no doubt about it a minus great that's a great I mean yeah. especially for January we're no kidding you yeah. know I was I was happy expecting like about i don't know about 10 to 15 minutes into this movie i was like okay yeah i can kind of see maybe this being really bad at some point but it really picked it up the only thing that sucks about movies that get released around this time though is that i just worry that it's going to be forgotten i mean like you do have exam you do have you have stuff like signs of the lands and get out you had movies i think they came out like in february but still Mm -hmm. you have those movies that stand the test the rest of the year but like this doesn't have that kind of this movie is going to feel like it came out last year by the time this year yeah yeah I just, I just, I, I kind of wish it came out later just because, you know, I think, I just think people are going to forget about it. It's probably going to make a little money. It'll be all right. But, um, although I'm assuming it probably, well, let's see. Uh, let's see if it did come out in some territories. It came out in the UK in 2019. Yeah. I wonder how that, that affects, like, you know, does that mean, I, I imagine, like, if, if for some reason this was able to get Oscar consideration, which, yeah. you know, it probably wouldn't anyway, but um, I'm assuming that in America that's what matters the most when it came out here and everything. Exactly. So in the UK, they've been able to see this for the last wonder, six, seven weeks. I wonder if a January movie's ever gotten nominated. Because Get Out, I mean, Get Out had like a small release in January, but it's it basically was a February movie. Yeah, it was movie. a February movie, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm curious. I don't know, maybe maybe like back in, way, way back in the day it's possible. Yeah, I don't Not know. in our lifetime, yeah, and it, and it Yeah, and it can't be, yeah, and, and it definitely can't be a movie that was uh from the previous year that exactly. like like an american sniper yeah. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. you know had its main release in a january uh, it can't be that either it has to be a movie that came out yeah. in that year because i know it's like like i said sons of the lambs was like february or it something. was valentine's day yeah that's right mm-hmm. uh and then get out got nominated for best picture didn't win uh Bra- braveheart was like may mm-hmm. you know like some we have a few like beginning of the summer yeah there are some, but for the gladiator for the most part, though, that's that's correct. The movies that come out early in the year don't get any consideration. Yeah. Wonder Boys was one that I remember from yeah. from two thousand yeah. not getting enough consideration, even Absolutely. though that was a great movie. Uh, but it came out in what March, maybe? Uh, yeah, and I'm almost positive that every all nine Best Picture nominees have been like since October. 
I think that this year, I think that's, or not, you have 2019. Could be. I think that's right. I, I mean, I, I figured it out in my head, but I can't remember if it was September It was a or very uh, bottom-heavy year, uh, for oh, sure. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, more so than I can remember. Yeah. Uh, th- so that's another reason this is a pretty good start to the year because, I mean, I don't know I don't know what last year I had before I hit a bad boys or a gentleman. I mean, it was it was a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, really good. High re- highest of recommends. Yes, for sure. Uh, so what did you think about this movie? Uh, go to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Also go to uh, CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. We are also on SoundCloud. We are on Discord. If you want to get on Discord, uh, you can go to the Reddit page and find a link on the right side. Or you can go to Facebook and private message me, and I will give you a link there. Where can people find you, John? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at SamLumis13, or you can hear me every week on Behind the Suns podcast with Aaron Dicer and Denise hughes all right well that'll do it uh for this mini pod it's chris atkinson and jonathan watkins we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube twitter facebook and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com Bathurst. Oh, no. That was nobody. Well-known, well-known director. <laughs> he also directed The Runaways. Most people don't know that. Yeah, there he two, also <laughs> there directed two The Runaways. He also did that, yes. I think Guy Ritchie produced it. Uh, that'd be funny if Guy Ritchie really did produce yeah. The Runaways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's doing something. What is Cash Truck? Is that another gangster movie? Yeah. The plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a crash show. Yeah, maybe. It's uh, Jason Statham. Oh, hell yeah. Jason Statham and Josh Hartnett. Huh. And Holt McCallney, who I like a lot. Hmm. So, wait, I, maybe that's not who I'm thinking of. No, that is the guy. It's the guy from uh, the that uh, David Fincher show recently. <laughs>